For whatever reasons, each of their marital partners wanted out of their marriages. For Cindy and her childhood sweetheart, this period in each of their lives would prove to be one of the darkest valleys they would encounter in their lives. They never expected to go through a divorce, either of them. And yet, there it was, hitting them both smack in the face. Welcome to the Game Day Everyday Podcast with Coach Bud Bouton. When you make every day a game day, you live a life that matters. Here's Coach Bud. Hello, and once again, welcome to another edition of Game Day Everyday, living a life that matters. For those of you who have not listened to my podcast before, my name is Bud Bouton, and I am a husband, a father, grandfather, a teacher, a coach, a former senior executive, published author. I'm a certified official with USA Hockey and USA Lacrosse. Um, What else do you want to know? (laughs) That's pretty much who I am. But on this podcast, I share stories and insights that help you understand how bringing the living presence of Jesus Christ into our lives can make any day and every day feel like a game day. Now, what is a game day? Well, in an athlete's mind, it is the very best day of all days because that is the day you've looked forward to, you've prepared for, you've trained. It's a a day in your life that you will probably always remember in some way, shape, or form. So wouldn't it be special? Wouldn't it be amazing to live a life where somehow every day could be one of those game days. And believe me, I think you can do that. I think there's a way to make your life that full, that abundant. And it does start with Jesus Christ. Now, I got to tell you, I just came in from shoveling snow uh, three times. I shoveled my driveway. uh, And then... I also officiated some hockey games today. Um, The temperature here is like 10 degrees. It is cold. But I've got news for you. Today, I'm going to share with you a love story. A love story that will warm your heart no matter how cold it is, wherever you are. And yes, even you tough macho guys out there, and believe me, I know a lot of you, but You know what? I think this is a a story that will touch your heart because absolutely this love story has God's hands all over it. It is indeed a God thing for sure. So let's get started and uh, we'll go ahead and and, and tackle this subject that uh, I've put together on a love story. To begin this story, I have to ask you to go back with me. Uh, Yeah, I mean like go back to 1957. I know for some of you that's uh, ancient history, but bear with me. That's what it takes. That's 65 years ago. And 1957, try to picture a little boy. Maybe maybe you got to look at this kind of black and white screen footage if you prefer because it was so long ago. But try to picture a little boy. He's six years old. He's sitting in his first grade classroom. It's the first day of school. Now, the kid went to kindergarten, but now it's now it's the big time. First day of school in the first grade. He's nervous, not sure what to expect, and 
bang, in she walks. She has beautiful blonde hair, a, a pretty magnetic smile, and she's the prettiest girl this six-year-old boy has ever laid his eyes on. Now, I don't think a six-year-old, I don't know if your heart ever skips a beat, but if it does, and if it can happen when you're six years old, it probably did that day for this young boy. Because as he saw this gorgeous little girl for the first time in his life, he knew in his heart that he wanted her to be his girl. And yes, this was a game day for sure. Um, just seeing her walk in. Now, as fate would have it, they would become boyfriend, girlfriend. Can you imagine? First grade, all the way through seventh grade. I mean, they were kids, but everyone in the school knew that these two were kind of an item. Cindy was the very first girl he had ever kissed. Uh, make that another game day, right? But those those were largely the elementary school years. Um, when the, in gym class they'd do square dancing, uh, this little boy and Cindy, they'd always make sure they matched up so they would be together. Uh, when they went to lunch in the cafeteria, they'd walk the hallways and he'd hold her hand, all of those things. But you know what, those were the elementary school years. As junior high led to high school and many new and different faces came to, into their lives, they drifted apart and spent time with other people. That's only natural. And in fact, after the eighth grade, they were never boyfriend, girlfriend again. And really they had very little contact with one another once they entered the eighth grade. When they graduated from high school, and imagine this, they graduated in a graduating class of almost 900 students. They might as well, at that time, have been strangers to one another because they didn't hang around together in high school. But Cindy's mom, Cindy's mom remembered them growing up together as childhood sweethearts. And on their graduation day, she corralled them and insisted on getting a picture of them together in their caps and gowns. But just like that, <clears throat> they took the snapshot and it was over. Cindy and her elementary school boyfriend headed in different directions. Different colleges, new and different friends, different interests, different cities where they would live, and eventually marriages, children, careers. They each had their own lives and they would not see one another again for the next 25 years. And then there was a seismic shift in each of their lives, something called divorce. For whatever reasons, each of their marital partners wanted out of their marriages. For Cindy and her childhood sweetheart, this period in each of their lives would prove to be one of the darkest valleys they would encounter in their lives. They never expected to go through a divorce, either of them. And yet, there it was, hitting them both smack in the face. And you know what? 
you wonder sometimes when those terrible hard things happen in our lives, why do those things happen? Uh, how do they happen? And then, and then I read scripture in Jeremiah that really makes me scratch my head. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Okay, to give you hope and a future, but when you're in the midst of a divorce, and if any of you out there listening to this, if you're going through that right now, it's hard to see light at the end of the tunnel. Why is this happening to me? Are you telling me this is really part of God's plan for me? I mean, how do I prosper with this? What, what is my future? And that's where we were, each of us. And then Cindy's elementary school boyfriend got word from a friend that like he, Cindy had gone through a divorce. And strangely, a business engagement was going to bring him to the very city where she was now living. He had a speaking engagement at a banking conference and it happened to be in the city where she lived. So now this, this was before the days of internet and social media. I mean, he had to really go out on a limb, limb or, or, or make the, the tough decision. How am I gonna reach out to this girl, my old elementary school sweetheart or whatever. But he found a way, he picked up the phone, long distance information, everything else, and he took the chance and he gave her a call. Now, that conversation, I guess, was rather awkward at first, as you can imagine. But remembering that her birthday was June 20th, and this guy knew that he would be in the city where she lived on June 17th and 18th, he got a little bit creative and said, hey, why don't we go to dinner to celebrate your birthday? And she accepted. Time came for the trip and both of them were filled with, uh, I guess, both anticipation and some apprehension, as you can imagine. And while the evening went fine, there was a strange moment that did occur at the dinner. Uh, they happened to drive to a downtown restaurant and as they were ordering dinner, this elementary school sweetheart of Cindy's, he couldn't help but stare at her hands as she was holding her menu. Now, it had been over 35 years since he had held those tender hands while walking her home from school. He thought of all she had done in her life since then with those beautiful hands, working as a nurse, as a mother caring for her children. And you know what, right then, he wanted her to know in that moment, even if he never saw her again after that night, that he genuinely cared for her and that he loved her in his own special way, regardless what might happen. And he got up from the table 
and boldly stepped to her side of the table and bent down and gently kissed her on the cheek and then returned to his seat on his side of the table. Now, later on, she admitted, apparently, that this was rather forward of him, but she was okay with it. And the dinner went well, and it appeared that if this was part of God's plan, it was certainly working. Because following that dinner, they exchanged letters in the mail, and when they did that, Cindy reached out to her old elementary school heartthrob and said, hey, I'm going back to our hometown for four days to visit my parents. It might be nice if you could come back and we could enjoy those four days together, seeing some of the old sights. Well, this guy didn't waste time. He got on the phone and made some airplane reservations and he contacted her and said, hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be there the same four days you are. And when he showed up, he had a list, a list of 16 different things he wanted to accomplish in the four days they were there. There were certain restaurants he wanted to go to. There were some different places he wanted to go sightseeing with her, a couple parks that where he had played youth sports and so forth he wanted to go with her. And uh, that, was, that was part of the plan. And one of those places, one of those 16 places they were going to go was the elementary school where they had originally met. Now, it turned out they were actually doing this visit to their old hometown in August. And the school was locked up. And they drove to the parking lot and he got out and all the doors were locked. But finally he said, I think I remember how we used to do this. And he went to a door, pulled out a credit card, and he was able to press the latch back with the credit card so he could get in. And sure enough, the door swung open and bingo, they were in the elementary school and now they're walking down the hallway together and a custodian comes around the corner. And he says, hey, what are you folks doing in here? The school's closed. You're not supposed to be here. And Cindy's boyfriend from the past said, well, this is a pretty special occasion for us. We met each other years ago up there in room 105 when we were in the first grade. And we just wanted to come back and, and visit our elementary school since we happen to be in town, neither of us live here. And the custodian smiled, turned, then looked back at him one more time and winked at him and said, you know what? I think we need to go open up room 105. And that's exactly what he did. He got there and opened the door and as it swung open, his 
you looked out through the windows out onto uh, an open space, kind of, which is now an athletic field and a couple softball diamonds and so forth. And Cindy and her boyfriend, they, they just walked around the room quietly. They looked at those little wooden desks that are built to accommodate small children who are six, seven years old, eight years old. The floors were shellacked and so shiny, you literally could look down and see your face, your reflection in the floor. And they looked at some of the things on bulletin boards the teachers had, had put up from the previous year and so forth. But there was a moment when Cindy's boyfriend kind of walked to the back corner of the room and then started up walking in the aisle between some of the desks and he stopped and he turned and he looked at Cindy. And in that very moment, as he looked across the classroom with it, his eyes met hers, in that moment, looking at one another, it was as though their souls were connecting once again in the very place where they had originally met as six-year-old first graders. I mean, God had brought these two people together to be in this place in that time. Clearly, clearly, this was part of God's plan. I guess I can tell you now, if you haven't already figured it out, I was that lucky little first grader in this story. And that day, being with Cindy once again in that first grade classroom, room 105 in Herbert Hoover Elementary School, was one of the, probably the, biggest game day of my life. I mean, God was present in that classroom with both of us. And you know, I think about that experience and I could go on, I could, I could talk for hours about our love story and the countless other incidents, special moments we have shared since getting married in 2000. I mean, by far, by far, she is the greatest blessing in my life. And right behind her, there are six boys from both of our families, five wonderful daughter-in-laws and nine grandchildren. Is it any wonder that I bought her a charm that she wears around her neck, which says beyond blessed? And I have her wear that because every time I look at her, I see those words looking right back at me as I look up and see her beautiful, smiling face. And yes, I am beyond blessed to be with her. You know, this, this podcast is about how we can make every day really special, living life to the fullest, just like a game day. And we do that by bringing the living presence of Jesus Christ into our life every day. And there's no reason we can't do that. That's a choice each of us gets to make. And when we make that choice, 
We start by loving God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, and we do it by loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. Did you catch that? Did you catch that one key word in there? It's all about love. That's what it's about. Living a life that matter is all about sharing the love that Jesus Christ demonstrated for all of us. You know, I have some sections of my Bible marked better than others, but I don't know if I've ever read other scripture as much as I've read 1 Corinthians and when I go to verse 4 through 8 in chapter 13 love is patient love is kind love does not envy is not boastful is not conceited does not act improperly is not selfish is not provoked does not keep a record of wrongs finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never ends. Love never ends. I am a blessed man. I wake up every morning with my first grade sweetheart next to me. And as my feet hit the floor, I remind myself that this is one more day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so thankful for each and every day. And you know what? This Valentine's Day, I, I hope you have someone special in your life to love. I really mean that. I, I hope you have someone special in your life to love. And if you do, you really need to make them feel special. Not just on Valentine's Day, but, but every day. But every day. And above and beyond that, this Valentine's Day, I'm going to encourage each of you and myself and Cindy to do something special. It doesn't have to be big, but I think each one of us ought to go out of our way and do something kind for a stranger or a neighbor. Let someone else know that you love them. And when we do that, maybe they'll understand that these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And Valentine's Day is as good a day as any to make sure you let the people you know, the people you love in your life, how very special they are. So you know what? I'm going to wrap it up right now. I hope you've enjoyed that love story. Um, like I say, I am beyond blessed. But again, this is make every day. Do your best to make every day a game day. Every day a game day. It can happen when you bring the living presence of Jesus Christ into your life. And when you do that, you're leading a life that matters. Until next time, 
so long. Thanks for listening to Game Day Every Day with Coach Bud Bouton. Connect for more at budbouton.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Shine.fm podcast channel for new episodes. 